Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. All right, so today's episode is defining eating well. So one of the better ways to improve how you feel is what you choose to eat. And how you feel is all relative to what you're aiming for. So when you don't reach how you want to feel, there's a tendency to experience disappointment. For most of us, we all want to feel good about ourselves. And when we don't, it can feel unsettling. Keep in mind that feeling good can come in many different ways. And the longevity or the duration of it is going to differ. So the things that make you feel good right now may not make you feel good later on. And the things that don't make you feel good right now can later make you feel better later on. If we think about many tasty foods such as french fries, potato chips, deep dish pizza, or ice cream, these foods can instantly make us feel good. The richness in fat and oil combined with the salt or the sugar makes it just so savory. It can make us very comfortable and almost in a state of bliss where our worries and troubles are forgotten about for a little while. These foods are great to enjoy in moderation, but when they're eaten in excess, it can have a lagging effect that makes one lethargic and unmotivated, that want to just lounge around and do nothing, really just compounds feeling guilty. What's helpful to manage yourself from relying on these types of foods is to balance it out with other foods that are filling and tasty in their own way, enjoying things in moderation. Sometimes there's a thinking that you're either eating healthy or you're not, and there's no room for in between. That if you have a cheeseburger, yet you're eating highly nutritious food for six straight days, it somehow means you're not living healthy or not feeling well. Instead of seeing things on a day-to-day or moment-to-moment basis, we can focus more on the big picture or the sum of your choices, knowing that you can eat well for those several days and then indulge in those high-fatty foods or sugary foods. So one thing that's going to be really helpful is defining what eating well means to you. Most of us want to live a healthy lifestyle, but life gets in the way. There's so many things to do and the convenience factor of all the foods that are available makes us gravitate towards it. Fast foods can be served in a matter of minutes or all those processed foods can be thrown in the microwave or in the oven and also be ready in a few minutes as opposed to 20 minutes or maybe even an hour when you're having to prepare meals for yourself. It's just like exercising. It takes time away from all the work that needs to get done, but when you're committed to it, it becomes a lot more manageable where you've incorporated consistently. And eating well is the same concept. So to eat well, first define what that means to you. It's going to be different for every person because they have different goals that they're aiming for. If you just look at a physically demanding job such as a roofer, their calorie intake needs are going to be a lot higher than a financial planner. So it's important to recognize the amount of energy used 
and eat foods that will fuel you for the day. A roofer is moving a lot, climbing ladders, carrying materials, ripping things off the roof and putting things on, being on their hands and knees, laying down roofing material, whereas a financial planner is mostly sitting down throughout the day. So eating well for a financial planner is probably not going to fit what a roofer needs. But the concept is still the same. It's the right nutrition needed to fuel the body and the mind. Essentially, it's about being efficient with the foods that you put in your body. Just like wanting to use your time wisely instead of feeling like it was wasted. You want to know that you seize the opportunities. Come to look at food as an opportunity to enhance who you are. So while those foods such as french fries and donuts are really tasty and comforting, too much of them are inefficient calories that are going to drag you down. A thousand calories worth of french fries and donuts is a lot less efficient than a thousand calories of eggs, avocado, and, and oatmeal. The eggs, avocado, and oatmeal are just a lot denser, so pound for pound or calorie for calorie they provide a lot more energy for you that makes you a lot fuller than just the junk food. This is why it can be so easy to fall into the trap of continuously eating potato chips because it can feel like you're not full and the taste keeps you going for more. Come to evaluate the foods that you eat on a weekly basis and see which ones are helping you and which ones are not. Find out why you consistently eat certain foods other than just taste. If taste is the only reason for why you eat, then that's an indication that you're the passenger in the amount of energy that you have. That energy is secondary and are more likely to be disengaged. But if you choose food based on its nutritional value, you're more likely to make great decisions because it means you're thinking about what you do right now that's going to affect you later on. So you're more likely to be willing to do what's inconvenient so you can be in a better position in the future. If you just look at plain eggs or broccoli or carrots, these are all foods that, that don't have an overpowering taste that makes you want to eat them over a bag of Doritos. I would much rather eat a bag of Doritos than just having broccoli, but I come to understand that binging on Doritos is not going to be filling and it's going to make me overeat not wanting to do much after that. So it's going to compromise my health in the long term. But when I choose to eat broccoli instead of that bag of Doritos, it's with the intention of me bettering myself as opposed to just wanting to feel good right now. And once you're able to evaluate what you eat, then you can start to modify what you choose to consume to bring out the great things about you. Maybe you realize that there's a high amount of salt that you're consuming and salt is needed in the right amount because it's a vital element needed to support our overall health. But maybe eliminating salt on your eggs or reducing the amount of chips that are eaten. These small changes can be lasting because it's focused on sequential progress where you gradually get acclimated instead of shocking yourself with big changes that can feel overwhelming. I remember when I started putting on weight as I started working full time. I think I gained a close to 19 pounds over like a seven month period. And I've always tried to eat healthy. 
but things were slipping away from me at the time. Food was a place of comfort that eased some of the headaches from work, and it really was affecting my overall mood for the worse. So I made a few changes. I stopped putting salt on my eggs as I was getting enough salt from all the other foods that I was eating. And I started drinking my coffee straight black, no sugar. And yeah, while in the beginning it wasn't too enjoyable, I understood that it's going to help me lose weight and it's also going to make me feel better. I can still indulge in many of the things that I've always enjoyed like french fries and potato chips and donuts. But I would eat a lot less of it because I was already getting acclimated to less salty and sugary taste and more of just enjoying the flavors of what I was eating. And eggs for me plain actually have a distinct flavor that I now enjoy. What really helped me wean off from the foods that were not the best for me was that I actually would allow myself to only have those high fatty foods on the weekend. This improved my discipline and it gave me something to look forward to and it felt rewarding avoiding those foods and later having them. Eventually I got down to once a week enjoying it. So if you're looking to move away from certain foods that are bringing you down, start off by avoiding them every other day and then increase it to every two days, three, four, and so on until you find the right fit. Maybe it's twice a week you splurge once a week or once every other week. But doing this gradually kind of makes it like a game where you challenge yourself and you come to find out whether you're going to rise up to it. And if you fall short of it, well, don't be too hard on yourself, but really be committed to what you're striving for. What makes avoiding certain foods hard is the fact that you're focused on what not to do, what not to have. To help overcome that, Replace those foods with something else that is still enjoyable, but maybe not as much. Instead of saying, I'm not going to have Pop-Tarts for breakfast, you can say, I'm going to have a bowl of Cheerios or a bowl of oatmeal. Because if you just leave it at avoiding eating Pop-Tarts, then maybe you might go into eating toaster strudels or having waffles. Those are not much healthier alternatives. And in the beginning, as you're moving away from the high amounts of salt or sugar and you're tasting the blandness, remind yourself that you're acclimating yourself to being more independent of what feels good right now so you can be better later. It's delaying gratification and developing better self-control. It's going to be helpful to actually have a meal plan for each day where you say, for breakfast, I'm going to have two eggs two slices of turkey bacon, and a bowl of strawberries. For lunch, it could be a turkey sandwich with some trail mix. And for dinner, it can be either chicken pasta, chicken salad, or beef vegetable stew. This mentally prepares you for what's ahead, and you're not disappointed by what you're going to be eating, where instead of usually having fried chicken on a Tuesday night, and not having a plan of what you're going to eat, you've already primed yourself for the alternative. This is the acclimation stage where you're not surprised by things. When you're surprisingly disappointed, emotionally there's a letdown where things can linger and fester, and there's a tendency to just dwell. But when you know what to expect, you've already emotionally worked your way through it, 
and you're more inclined to get over it, handling things a lot better. Another great tactic to incorporate in eating well is having well-portioned meals and eating slower. You can do things like using a smaller plate to reduce the portion size and you can eat to the plate. The bigger the plate, the more chance of covering it up completely. So a smaller plate, you'll still fill it up, but with less obligation to eat more. And if you want more, go for seconds. This kind of gives the illusion that you'll be full because the plate is. If the plate has empty space, it can trick you into thinking that you're not full yet. As a good reference, your hand size is a good indication of the portions you need to right size your plate. Drinking 17 ounces of water 30 minutes before eating is going to help to curb your hunger. Studies have shown that doing so can reduce calorie intake by 13%. Aim to stop eating just before you're full, and this is going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Generally, we all tend to eat until we're full, and we'll eat past that as there's a lag from your stomach that tells the brain when it's full. Usually that's about 30 minutes. So if you have a big meal that is 2,000 calories and you eat it in 12 minutes, you're not going to feel full. And then later on, you're going to be like, oh, I'm stuffed. Eating slower is going to help you recognize when you're full. And the more that you're able to do this, the more you're going to be able to recognize when you're starting to get to that point. You might even get to that point of stop eating before you even full where you're just content. It's estimated that the average meal takes about 20 to 30 bites to be completed. You can slow this down by giving yourself 10 seconds in between from when you swallowed to your next bite. Eventually, you're going to notice the gradual sense of starting to get full or at least starting to be satisfied. It might even be helpful through that eighth or ninth bite to really ask yourself, Am I full yet? Or am I getting there? Having this count can make you more conscious of when you're starting to get to that right point. And the benefit of eating slower is it helps to improve digestion and you really enjoy the meal itself, savoring every bite. Remove the distractions when you're eating and simply focus on enjoying the meal. So things like turning off the TV or putting your phone away and just using all your attention on eating. This makes you more conscious of eating with a purpose as opposed to just mindlessly eating. This is just a great practice overall because it really is going to help you be more present in the moment as opposed to just your mind drifting off into so many different avenues. This tactic is really going to be useful in maintaining and even losing weight if that's something that you're aiming for. As you're incorporating good eating habits, what's also going to be really beneficial is growing your taste in food. Try things that you haven't been exposed to or things that you eat less frequently. Aim to have a colorful assortment of foods throughout the week. It can be pretty difficult to get all the different color foods in a day, which takes a lot of planning and commitment to it. But at least throughout the week, you give yourself enough time to get the essential nutrients. So if on Monday and Tuesday you didn't get any fruits and vegetables, 
then you have the rest of the week to get it done. So you're not feeling the pressure of, I need to get it done every single day. Consuming things that are green, purple, and red, and orange, and yellow. All the different array of colors. It's just a great way to get what you need. You can add peppers and onions and eggplants and bok choy and stir fry them up. Serve it with rice or with hummus or bread or whatever you want. This helps to expand your palate and can get away from needing to have excess salt or excess sugar. It's going to make you more diverse and you're probably going to feel a whole lot better too because now it gets you to evaluate different foods using that curious side of the mind. Some things you're going to like and some things you're not, but that's okay. This really conditions you to try new things where you're willing to take on risk. Certain things are going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And this is just a good metaphor for life in general. Because I think most of us do experience a bad taste that lingers with us. So by being exposed to this, it gives us the opportunity to get past it. And not let it deter you from trying something new, from taking on risk. Just like anything, some things are going to work out and others are not. This can instill a sense of adventure and excitement. And in trying new foods, it can up a whole new world where you might be so moved to go visit other places. To not only taste what's to offer, but experience the culture. This could be going to India or Bangladesh because of the richness and diverseness in their food. Or going to Peru to try their vast cuisine. Through food is how we meet and connect with people, even amongst different languages. So while you might not be able to clearly speak Swahili in Uganda, your willingness to try their cooking, expressing your gratitude, is what gives us the opportunity to get to know each other. And food is what we all have in common. It's what unites us. That's why we eat together at the table, hopefully, to share a meal and be amongst each other. Food is a gateway to new experiences and places if you're willing to step outside of what is known. One of the biggest things that you can do in just improving how well you eat is just the reduction in sugar. There's already a natural amount of sugar in fruits and other foods that we need. And while yes, those sweet treats such as ice cream and candies and cookies and chocolates are very delicious, like anything, too much of it can cause our health to deteriorate. In fact, too much sugar consumption can weaken the immune system, speeding up aging, gaining inefficient weight, slowing down your ability to recover from injuries and sickness. It's the gateway that leads to other problems that become a lot more magnified and compounded. So look at all the processed foods that you have in your house, and while you don't have to throw them out, you can still enjoy them from time to time. Make sure that they're not the staple of the calories that you take in. Remember, food is an energy source, and you want it to be efficient, finding the right balance so you can be at your peak. For me, sweets are something that I actively monitor because at times I can get carried away, maybe eating six or seven cookies at a time. For some, this might seem like a lot. For others, it might not seem like much, but I know for sure being conscious of that allows me to better manage myself to not get so far in excess. Too many consecutive days of me eating lots of sweet treats makes me back off just to get my health in order. And if I have them in back-to-back -back weeks, for sure I'll take a big break from it 
severely reducing the amount of sugar intake. It's just prudent health management to prevent certain issues from occurring. So if you find yourself struggling with sugar, know that it's a common thing that's faced, but you can work to manage it, just like in anything. Work to wean yourself off gradually. That way it becomes less difficult to control. Read the nutritional facts to make good eating choices for you. I'm not here to tell you how much you should or you shouldn't consume or what to consume, but just be aware of what's right for you. There's lots of information by medical and health organizations that can provide specifics for you, so make sure to use that to your advantage. One of the biggest culprits is sugar in drinks, whether it's in soda or juices, so make sure to consume them in moderate amount, if at all. Replace it with water as much as possible. Yes, it's going to feel bland and unappealing at first, but eventually you're going to get used to it. Food is a pivotal piece in how well we are, both mentally and physically. If you want to feel better about yourself, start with the foods that you eat because they're your energy source. Simply what tastes good right now and is comforting may not be what's good for you in the long run, so come to evaluate what you're willing to put in your body. Be willing to say no to that donut and say yes to the broccoli on a consistent basis. Eating well doesn't have to be an all or nothing lifestyle. It's not because you have lots of fruits and vegetables five days out of the week and then two days out of the week you let yourself break free from that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not just about living a long life, but living a well and fulfilling life. A long life doesn't mean that it's a good life and a short one doesn't mean it's a bad one. What's so great about having a balanced diet is that it really allows you to enjoy the different foods that are available. We all have our favorite foods, but can you imagine if we had that every day? Eventually we would get sick of it because it would lose its luster and the anticipation of it. So when you can break free from those favorite foods and lean on your staples, then when you do have it, it becomes so much more enjoyable. Staple foods like bread, rice, and pasta, and fruits and vegetables, let them be the consistent calories that you consume. Really come to monitor how food affects you, and not just in the short term, not just in the next few minutes or hours, but over the next days, weeks, months. They're going to be a huge key to the quality of the life that you live. You want to sync it up to the lifestyle that you have. It's going to be very difficult to work out with lots of junk food, because it's going to weigh you down. It's going to keep you unmotivated in that survival mode of just being content. It's okay to enjoy them in the right amounts, but just be careful not to get suckered into them dragging you down. This is going to require discipline and self-control, so make sure to develop yourself where you know when to say enough is enough. I'm not here to tell you what foods exactly to eat and what amount. That's personalized for you. Whether it's a high-protein diet, a low-carbohydrate diet, or a Mediterranean-style diet, these are all dependent on what fits you best. Lift yourself up with the right foods instead of bringing yourself down with inefficient, comforting foods. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource so you can build that right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time.